It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We didn't play very well last week, but with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, we were down one score. And... Uh, we just got to play better. We got to play more consistently. And uh, we got to, same thing I've been saying since uh, Sunday. We got to tackle better on defense. We got to play more consistently on offense. Well, no shit, but welcome back to Real Bucks Talk Podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez. I've had a few cocktails already, so tonight is going to be fun. And we're just going to enjoy talking about this Buccaneers team that just seems to just get better and better each week. No, that's a lie. But anyway, uh, Mark, uh, let's get into uh, what do you think of those comments? I mean, it's like, really, Dirk? What I mean, what are you trying to say? <laughs> okay, so let's break it down. He said we got to be more consistent on offense and we got to make better tackles on defense. I feel like this is a week-to-week thing. There's always going to be something – an issue consistency on offense do you think it's because of the play calling do you think it's because you're always trying to push the ball deep instead of hitting the short wide open wide open wide open routes <laughs> or do you think it's just because you're not deciding to run the ball with any efficiency at all like you're not trying to run the ball you're not trying to game plan to run the ball no commitment it's and it's oh because they can't run the ball well do you are you trying no are you game plan too, or are you just sticking to your zone runs where you you know your lineman can't do it, your running back's not fast enough, but you're still going to force it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's because of that, because of the coaching, that we always get mad. But that's his side of the ball. He's supposed to know that the best. Mm-hmm. So make your changes, Kurt Dirk. Um, <laughs> and then, okay, tackling on defense. It's tackling this week. It's lack of pressure one week. It's secondary has miscommunication mm-hmm. one week. What, what, it's a excuse after excuse. He says if we just do that, watch us tackle like freaking all-stars. Yeah. And, oh, but we, we just gave up 50 yards in every pass, though, because we didn't know where to be. But we tackled right the second they got it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, let it, me, it gets annoying. Let but. me sum it up. Basically, this team has no idea what the fuck to do. That's pretty much it. Like, they don't know what they are doing any time of the week. Like, it's just, they're just putting shit together and saying, let's roll with it. And that's pretty much what we're seeing. Like, every week, it's like, okay, we have this game plan, and we're just going to keep running it until it works. Like, that's that's all it is. And what, what upsets me the most is you see that every first two quarters Mm -hmm. and then the third quarter is like oh shit maybe we should have game planned maybe we should take advantage of this mismatch because it's actually kind of working oj is 
yeah. kind of working this yeah, guy. Maybe we should keep giving it to OJ. Yeah. Maybe we should keep getting him at Humphreys or stop going to uh, at Mike Evans the whole first half. Mm-hmm. And let's switch it up. And then maybe he's going to be open later because we keep going to someone else. It's shit like that, which you should be thinking before the game. Game planning before the game, not at halftime saying, holy shit, we're down three, four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get back? Let's go. Let's do an alternate route. Right. It's dumb. Mm-hmm. And we're way better than this. And that's why I think a lot of it's coaching. And we both know that. Right. And it's it's the lack, the very, very much lack of attention to game planning weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And we've always said that we're going to probably see it again, even though this, like we say, the Redskins team, just like the Falcons team, was injury riddled. But either way, it was a shootout. Yeah. And I, well, I, I want to say yet again that we, we can win. We can win the next three games. Yeah. Do, do I have any confidence in it? No. <laughs> None at all. I think it's going to be another close game again, yeah. which it shouldn't be, right. considering our players compared to theirs. But, hey, yeah. that's that's why the game's played on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And I think with that being said, let's get into this Redskins matchup where we will actually be at this game. We will be at Raymond James Stadium. We'll be there live and probably drunk off our asses, but it's going to be fun. Uh, but, man... I don't know. I mean, I, I look at this matchup and I see Alex Smith, and I'm like, shit, this guy's accurate. Yeah, it's going to their offense first. Yeah, I mean, he's he's accurate. And then they have Adrian Peterson, who always gives us trouble. I don't know why, because the guy runs away from mm-hmm. color. But we just we don't understand that. We don't understand what that means. So, um, I don't know. And then receivers, I mean, they don't really have anybody, like, explosive that's going to, like, knock your socks off. But... They have two tight ends that I think will give us trouble. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, Alex Smith, I could see having a big day. I mean, he's just <laughs> he's he's accurate with the ball, um, and he gets it out quick, which is trouble for our defense line because we don't get quick. You know, we don't get quick pressure. We don't know how to blitz and you know play short and do all those things. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be they're going to score some points. So I'll just put it at that. Yeah, I wanted to make this point. So. Like you made about our defense against their offense. Mm-hmm. Watching the Falcons game, I always watch the most the last recent game. Right. You can just see a team that knows how to execute their plays, even though they have they're injured. We've talked injured all over. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Yeah. But they every player, whether it's the first team, second team, third, knows how to execute what the hell they want to do. Yeah. They know their job. That's so simple. They know their job. Yeah. But we, we just don't. And like Cutter said, I just I, I guess I can't get my point across. Obviously, you're not. And no one knows what the hell your point is. And someone, as a team that wins a lot, the Falcons, they didn't run anything special again. It's just executing plays better than the other team can stop. Right. And looking at the, the, four, the 49ers, <laughs> looking at the Redskins offense, Alex Smith, yeah, you're right about being very accurate. The only thing that scares me with them Adrian Peterson does not even scare me. Mm. He shouldn't. He shouldn't scare me. <laughs> I just, yeah. He just shouldn't. Yeah. I swear to God, if he gets another 200-yard day. Especially with a backup offensive line. But, yeah. But. So, yeah, let's make that point, too. Two new, two backup guards yeah. and new, a backup left tackle. New left tackle, yeah. Who's a rookie. Just come come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For yep. shit's sake. And yep. McCoy will probably be shut out goose egg. Mm-hmm. But just looking at that's what I wanted to say. So looking at the Falcons, Grady Jarrett, the defensive tackle, so that good. is a good 
defensive tackle. That is a star guy that you see on every play making a move. He's dominant. Make, getting, winning with leverage, pushing a guy back, mm-hmm. pushing someone with one arm gra- while making a move on another guy. Yeah. That is a star defensive tackle. What we have at defensive tackle number 93, literally he can shoot a gap like a fucking gazelle mm-hmm. on one play. Yeah. And then the next 10 plays, it's like, where are you, buddy? Yeah. Down the field. Yeah, he's a three yards. technique. Someone's going to say that. Yeah, but still, you're, you're putting your other teammates out to dry when you're shooting into a gap, yeah. and the play's going the other way. Right. No, I was talking about the opposite way. He's like 10 yards back. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's shitty to see that for a defense. Yeah. And thinking that, oh, well, we're not working right because of one player going the wrong damn way. Mm-hmm. And he gets all the highlights when he gets a sack. But even the, the half sack he got against the Panthers, Levante David made it. Right. He split a double team and still got in and got a half sack. Right. All McCoy had to do was beat a one on one. Yeah. So you, I don't want to hear shit what you can't when do. I when I get mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean this year has not been his year. I don't care about his calf injury, you're out there. Yeah. I mean Yeah, if you're out there succeed. You need to play good. Like, but, that's yes. bottom line. Yeah. But I want, that was my rant about defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um us against their offense. Alex Smith, accurate, Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis. Are going to have field day against our yeah. linebackers. They're going we, to have a they, good... They've never shown they can cover yeah. anything in the middle of the field right. or against a tight end. If Cam Newton would have, if he would have targeted uh, Greg Olson the whole game, like Cam would have had like probably 500 yards because Greg Olson was open on every play. And I watched, I watched the tape, and he was open on every play. Like, it doesn't matter where he was; he was open. And Cam just wasn't looking at him the whole time. And if he did... He had a love affair with McCaffrey as well. Yeah, I mean, McCaffrey was dominant as well. But, you know, yeah, tight end, middle of the field was open every play. And I suspect that's going to happen this week, especially a West Coast offense that likes to run east and west and run, you know, across the field, make you guys, make your opponent cover the field pretty much entirely, you know, make you travel sideline to sideline. I think that's going to be trouble for our defense and... Then they can attack you vertical if if they get you moving one way. So, and I, I expect Jay Gruden to attack our weaknesses. Oh, yeah. That's what I, I expect. He's a Gruden for sure. I would expect him to be like, "Holy crap, their linebackers suck!" Mm-hmm. And you just see the middle of the field. And he's gonna he's gonna use motion as well. Yeah, yeah. And I expect that. I mean, I don't I don't know why. I was watching some plays against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They just sent a whole bunch of people deep, and then just. Had Alex Smith sit there. I'm like, what do you? Yeah. He doesn't have a cannon. What are you making him do that for? Right. And there was no short route. I was like, is this Dirk Cutter calling play? <laughs> yeah, that's not normal. Then. So that that kind of confused me. And a lot of it was just like I say, that snowball effect. Mm-hmm. They started scoring, 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 making a little mistake here, middle, and Redskins just couldn't keep up. Right, right. And that's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's not like the Falcons were a better. Like a Alabama versus USF. Right. It was just they just knew how to execute better. Yeah, yeah. I will say the Falcons, like, they just have a ton of speed on defense. And I don't know if we can match that. We don't have, like, the speed that they have, I, I don't think, at least at least not at, like, secondary-wise. And then, um, you know, their, their front four is very fast with Tack McKinley and Grady Jarrett, those guys. They can generate pressure. Vic Beasley. Yeah, Vic Beasley. So Now it's going to be added Bruce Irvin, right? They just got him. Oh yeah, yeah. Just Shit. added Bruce Irvin. Yeah, yeah. So the rich I mean, get richer. Yeah, and the Saints adding Des Bryant. So yeah, that's you know that's Yay, how NFC South. That's how our division and the Bucks works. Get shittier. Yeah, the Bucks don't do anything. They just sit on their hands. But 
And we're not downing. We're, yeah, we are downing because we expect better. Mm-hmm. We want to win. We're tired. We're tired of seeing shit mm-hmm. on tape and on the field. Yeah. And I know y'all are. And I just want to see. I don't. I don't want to be known as a basher. But I'm bashing because I see things that are just miserably wrong. Mm-hmm. Just terribly coached. Yeah. There's no so, fundamentals. There's no accountability. That's like. There's just no want to get better. Like there's, you keep doing the same things over and over, and expect a different result. That's basically insanity. Um, yeah, it's just it's not good. Um, but, but yeah, but you know, but their leading receiver is Maurice Harris, I believe. He had like ten catches, 124 yards against the Falcons. Yeah, he's like a third string or something like that. Well, their leading receiver is Paul Richardson, and he only oh. had two touchdowns. That's their leading receiver with two. Um, and he just went out, so now they have to rely on guys to step up. And they still have some, you know, good players. Jamison Crowder's an excellent route runner, and I, I expect him to have a great day too. Um, and then you look at Josh Doxson, who's a big, more big physical type of receiver. Um, so they, they have weapons, um, but nothing like saying they don't have like a star receiver, you know, like uh, Michael Thomas yeah. or uh, Julio Jones. Right, right, <laughs> right. But – when they're when they're good, they they just beat you with rhythm and and get you on that quick passing game, and then that's probably what they're going to do against us. Uh, yeah, because yeah, like even Ira Kaufman said during the interview, uh, the press conference with Cutter, mm-hmm. that Jay Gruden said when the Redskins are doing good, when they're running hot, it's because their physicality wins over the other team. Right. That's that scares me because mm-hmm. <laughs> we aren't physical. No. Jerome McCoy is not physical. Vita Vea is a big man, but he's one guy. JPP is good. Yeah. He's the best guy on the defensive line. Nassib goes all out, but sometimes is all out all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it's can we zone in and execute a plan? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any faith in it. Yeah. And that and that's the thing. Like I I talked about this on, you know, Twitter, you know, over the last week and like people are saying, Oh, we can still make a run and do this and do that. I'm like, there's a possibility for anything. Yeah, sure. But go ahead. go ahead. But yeah, sure. There's a possibility. But when has this team played four quarters? It hasn't happened this year. Like we haven't played a full game yet. So what makes you think that we're going to just magically play a full game and go on a run of you know five or six games, whatever it may be? That's not going to happen. Like it's it's just not possible. And they and they go back to 2016. 2016 was a mirage. I mean, you got turnovers after turnovers after turnovers during that five-game win streak. And what happened after that five-game win streak? The turnovers stopped. We lost games, and we didn't make the playoffs. How many turnovers have we got this year? I think just – it's not many. It's probably six or seven. And I think that was in the first two games. We have one interception. Is it even six or seven? It might be less. I don't know. But we had one. In, we have one interception so far. That's Justin Evans. And I think the rest are fumbles, you know, forced by Levante or whoever. But I think in that five-game span, Ira Kaufman, again, there's a press conference said, I think it was like upwards of 15 yeah. takeaways. Right. And we only had like six or seven. Mm-hmm. I think it was 16 and seven. I think it was, it was 16. We had it was four 16 turnovers, and we turned the ball over seven times. Right. We more than doubled what right. we turned the ball over. Right. We, I guarantee that's terrible right now. Mm-hmm. We we. Just can't take care of the ball. Well, we're dead. We're dead last in yeah. turnover margin. So I mean, that just shows you why we're three and five. And yeah, I mean, yeah, we could lead the league in yards, but yards don't matter. I mean, it it doesn't. And it's like I said before, it's because we're so far behind all the damn time. Yeah. Yep. But all right, let's <laughs> just go. I mean, if let's look at it and be real, mm-hmm. they have three. They have a rookie left tackle, two backup guards. 
our defensive line should yeah. quotes air quotes. I don't know if you you JPP, guys can't see me, but air quotes. JPP should have a good game. Should yeah. If if they don't play their West Coast and get the ball out immediately two seconds right behind the damn linebackers, right. Right. which I think they'll do. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just let's cut through the old crap cake right here. Okay. <laughs> so that's our weakness. Everyone knows it. And let's see. All right. Let's see. We'll, let's see if we're better at tackling. Well, let's go back. Let's go to the, the Bucks' offense versus their defense. Oh, that's easy. I mean, got to attack the middle of the field. I mean, we say that every week, but do we do it? No. We don't target O.J. Howard enough. Uh, what do you have, four catches last week? You should have had ten. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same old, same old. I mean, Redskins' defense, their linebackers are slow. Uh, they're they're run stopping defense. Uh, they, they like to attack downhill, so they're going to bring pressure that way. They're going to blitz. Their front four is pretty impressive. Like the the pressure that they can bring. Ryan Kerrigan is a beast. He's going to present problems. We're going to have to probably double team him. Um, then you have Deron Payne, who's an animal at for a rookie, and then Jonathan Allen, uh, who's another good player. And then this Matt Adonis or Iadonis, like that guy's good too. So it's like he has six and a half sacks as a defensive tackle. Jesus, like <laughs> that's really good. Corey has two and a half. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> but anyway, I mean, yeah, it's the same stuff. Like, I don't think we'll be able to run the football uh, against them because uh, we just we don't do well going east and west running the football. Uh, and that's where their weaknesses are because their linebackers are not very athletic. They have a, a former buck in, in Mason Foster who's, you know, he's good at run stopping. That's his strength. He likes to attack downhill and, and get after the quarterback and blitz. Um, but you have to make him cover. And will the Bucks do that? I don't know. You know, we, we always say that. We were like, we don't know. But, um, yeah, attack the middle of the field. I think you got to run your, your two tight end sets and try to attack that way. Use play action a lot because they're aggressive and see what you can do. But Yeah, I mean, looking at our offense, yes, O.J. Howard needs the ball more. Yeah, for We've sure. We've been saying this all year. Mm-hmm. And Cutter said in his press conference, I always refer to this because that's where you're going to get the most information. He's like, well, y'all want me to give targets to other people. Who am I going to take it away from? I'm going to take it away from Evans. I'm going to take it away from Jackson and give it to OJ and give it to Humphreys. Yeah. <laughs> D- dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> you go to the open person. You don't just force feed a fucking guy. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. If Evans is a great player. Yes. Deshaun Jackson is a great speed, deep threat. Yes. Yeah. But you don't force feed a person. When you have other guys wide the hell open. Yeah. You force feed you, the, the guy that's winning their matchup, and that's O.J. Howard and Adam Humphrey. And, uh, w- yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is that they do this in the second half, and they're like, oh, those guys have been open. Let's yeah. do it now. They actually run pick plays and stuff like that, guys and, in motion. Like, what the fuck? And, like, I, the two touchdowns O.J. got. Oh, perfect. It was just because he was a superior athlete. He's going to beat whoever the hell's in front of him. Yeah. But we don't give him the ball. Every catch that he had in that game – was a thing of beauty, and you could just tell he won easy. Mm-hmm. Like the the touch, the last touchdown we scored, we we did it in three plays. Right. It was a, a giant Godwin catch, a huge OJ Howard catch, and then Adam Humphreys being the beast. Right. There was maybe a five play drive, but it was look, it wasn't Jackson, it wasn't Evans. No. You get them involved when other teams are having to, when the players are having to force feed towards OJ's side mm-hmm. towards Humphreys towards Godwin towards 
someone else besides the big guys that they know they need to stay on. Yeah, that's just logic. Because I mean, obviously Evans is going to get a lot of coverage. You didn't think that was going to happen? You didn't think they were going to try and double Evans. You didn't think that. Yeah. yeah. It's stupid, but you went to him like six, six times in a row yeah. in the Panthers game thinking, oh, we don't know why. We, we didn't get away from Evans fast enough. That's just stupid logic. Yeah. That's like... Someone not wondering, oh, is Ed McCaffrey going to earn Ed McCaffrey? <laughs> Christian McCaffrey going to get a lot of attention. Yes. Yeah. We're going to give him a lot of attention. Yeah, and what do they do? They did end rounds and lateral, or Cam Newton faked it and he ran it himself. Right. They, they changed it up. Mm. Yeah, we know we're going to look at one guy, but let's go to someone else so that later we can get the main guy we want, the ball. Because mm-hmm. when they get the ball, they eat it up. Yeah. But I mean, no, no, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> just just keep running what the hell you're running because obviously it's working. Yeah, that just proves our point. Like, they just don't know what the fuck they are doing. Like, it's pretty simple. It's obvious. Like, Sorry for the anger, but it's, 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 a, yeah. it's too many games in a row coming. Yeah. And it and, should have been last year been fixed, but no, it's okay. Cutter just made his... Little dick suck. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry. No, it's all good. And let me admit, I've had some rum, so this is why I'm cussing more than usual. I'm just letting it out there. Like this is this is it. This is what how we feel, and we're just gonna just gonna let it out. I mean, it's basically this coaching staff is pretty much stupid. Like that's all we can say. Like there's just no logic. Um, you know, you attack the mismatch. It's it's pretty simple. Like, great teams in this league do it every week, and we just continue not to. We continue to ignore it. We're going to run our agenda. We're going to run our scheme and just continue to, you know, be inconsistent like we have been. Offense, yeah, we can put up yards, but you're not good enough when the game matters. Like, you have to be good from the start. You know your defense is struggling. You need to put up points. You look at the Saints and the Rams. The Saints scored 45 points because they knew the Rams' offense was good. They're going to put up points. They knew that. They knew their defense wasn't a strength. So what did they do? They leaned on their offense, and they went out there and went, won the fucking game because that's how winners do Play it. Way to win the game. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you're right, you're right, you're right. What, what, I, I defend you. But the thing is, if Cutter miraculously made a change – and actually started attacking weaknesses consistently, not because he's then down. Then we would praise him. We would be I'd like, him. yeah, we'd be well, like, hell I'm, yeah. I'm just spitting out what I see. Yeah. And what I see is you being blind and pushing, oh, let's push the ball deep. I always say this, push, push, push. Because <laughs> he does. He just wants to push the ball deep, and he says it in his pro- in his podcast, in his <laughs> press conferences, saying, oh, well, we're built to throw the ball vertical. That's what we are. We're a vertical offense. Right. Uh, so you 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 say that to me, you say that to fans, and you say that to the NFL, mm-hmm. and the NFL knows that, so they know just let the little underneath throw that be there because they're not going to throw it there. Yeah. When it in reality is open every time, mm-hmm. and I, I that's why we came up with the conclusion. Yeah, I, I don't give Winston so much shit now because obviously he's forced to throw the ball deep. Yeah. Fitzpatrick's throwing the ball deep, making the same dumb mistakes. Yeah. And it worked in the beginning of the year. What, what do we? we said, yeah. What do we say? We. Me and you, we talk every day. But what do we say, like, every time the Bucks go into five wide receiver sets and we have the running back out there? It's never going to go to the running back. It's never going to go to the running back. But then again, he's open every time because the defense doesn't care about him. And they threw it to the barber once. I think he got a first down. Yeah. Which was funny. Ian Fitzpatrick was like, oh, my God, I'm about to get set. Oh, this guy's open. Yeah. It's a miracle. It's it's funny. Yeah. And, and like, I – Another one that we always say, if all Claire's out there, it's yeah. not going to him. Right. 
Yeah. God, imagine if it did. It only went to him <laughs> once, and we got a first down again. Right. But it's stupid crap like that, that mm-hmm. if I can see it and see your tendencies mm-hmm. and what you're doing, yeah. you know the other teams yeah. use it. Or like the play to Adam Humphreys on the toss. Like, that is a perfect play. Yeah. It's a good play call. Good design, and it's executed right. But then we don't run it again in, later in the game. It's like, what are you doing? Like, run this variation. Like, maybe fake it to Humphreys and run a pass play. Something like that. But no, we don't do that. We don't get creative. Like, we show these creative plays, but then we don't go back to them. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, cause, because I guarantee in Carter's mind, oh, we're just running with a hot hand. Yeah. Because he was doing so well, we're going to keep giving him the ball. That's what it is. And that, that's that's pretty much probably his same logic with Evans. Evans is such a good player. He's a hot hand every game. Mm-hmm. Let me just keep force-feeding him. Instead of drawing up plays that will put our players in position to, to do better. Because Humphrey goes back there. No team has seen that in our offense. Oh. Humphreys is never back there. Right. So when we saw they were like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. And then you gave him the ball. It wasn't just an illusion. Right. So it's like teams see that. That's why we got a big gain after it because mm-hmm. no one's like, they're not going to give him the ball. There's no right. way. Yeah. This team just wants to go deep. Mm-hmm. You give him the ball and look what happens. Right. Good things. You get Humphreys or OJ the ball, good things happen. Wouldn't you think you'd do that more? Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. But, like, this team is, like, so afraid of logic. I don't get it. It's like... You know, you have they're old school. Yeah, you have things there, and that's why you know this team, whoever head coach they bring in, and they are bringing in a new head coach. That's an obvious. Like this staff is going to be fired. We're going to put that out there right now. You know, whoever they bring in, they got to find a modern offense, a modern defense, a modern mind to to help these players be successful. Because like it's just it's not good. It's <laughs> it's just bad. Um, but anyway, I mean. That's pretty much it as far as what we have offensively against our defense. I mean, you know, defensive line, their their pressure is going to be on us, so we're going to have to be able to get the ball out quick um, and be able to be effective, you know, get it into the middle of the field and make them work for it. Will we do that? I don't know, but we'll see. Um, Mark, did you have any other things? Or? Yeah, what you said, OJ yeah. and Humphrey should be targeted more. Right. Obviously, take it away from Evans and Jackson and give it to Evans and Jackson for the bigger plays. Right. If you dink and dunk until you want to explode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that simple. It's what every good team in the NFL does. Yeah. You think you learn from the good teams instead of trying to force what the hell you want to do. Yep, yep. But uh, go ahead and do what you can do, Cutter. Yeah. I mean, you're, I think you're just – Forcing your hand on what the Glazers should do. Yeah. I mean, I, I I will jump on your bandwagon 100% if you can prove me wrong and you start doing the things that I think you should do. Right. Or if you prove me wrong and you start doing something different. Mm-hmm. If you start miraculously making a run game out of nothing and stop playing your own zone reads off the line that just doesn't doesn't work, mm-hmm. then okay, I'll... I'll follow you. I'll be like, holy shit, look at this play. Look, yeah. look at the magistry. Yeah. Look at look at this. But I I haven't seen it yet. I have seen you do it before, but you don't do it consistently. Right. Yeah. And like he said, they're and that's terrible why they're, that's consistent. Why, that's why they're inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. You wonder why it's play calling, mm-hmm. for one, mm-hmm. and it's not taking advantage of your weaknesses. Right. I mean, Absolutely. plain and simple. Yeah, and your defense, your defensive line, besides JPP and Nassib, to me, I've just been playing subpar. Mm-hmm. Subpar. Your linebackers can't cover shit. You have rookie players in the secondary that are learning. It's not their fault that they're learning, but they're they're playing their hearts out. Mm-hmm. You saw um, Carlton Davis. Yeah. He doesn't want to lose. He's a winner. I, I want our whole defense to have that. Right. I want our defensive line to bulldoze through people with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Jordan Whitehead, 
He's learning. I, I was so happy he started and played, to me, in my opinion, better. Mm-hmm. And I hope we see that more moving forward. Right. And he almost had an interception on the Greg Olson touchdown, yeah. but he he thought it was going to go to him, but Olson made a hell of a damn play. Yeah, yeah. But just, just missed it. But I mean, the the pieces are there. The coaching isn't. Right. That's my two cents. No, I agree. And you know, the one thing I will say, and I said this last night. If you guys follow Buck, what you heard, I'm on that podcast as well. You know, I kind of laid it to him. I was like, I was like, there's just no accountability from a player standpoint and also a coaching staff standpoint. And I think that's the problem. Like you have nobody from a player's side saying this is unacceptable. We can't have this. Maybe JPP is saying it. But he's not loud enough of a voice. Right, exactly. It's just, and he hasn't been here long enough. And maybe that's the problem. But it's not coming from guys that have been here throughout this this losing culture. It's not coming from Levante Davis. It's not coming from a Gerald McCoy. Who said he's going to be be quiet because he doesn't want to be around negativity? That's just bullshit excuse. I mean, Get, uplift your team, right? I mean, what are you doing? And now you're saying, oh, we're going to take him out to dinner and do all this, and like, oh, we're going to be better now because we went to dinner. Uh, come on, but. You know, this I just, is a game to prove it. Get your confidence up because right. the whole offensive line's the shit. Yeah, yeah, for if sure. Can't, if you can't show up against this offensive line, go go have five more dinners at the Golden Corral. <laughs> Maybe you just need to get fat, but you can get cut hey, or something. I don't hey, know. Hey, that's a good plan. I think me and you should do that. But um, fried chicken at the Golden <laughs> Corral. <laughs> but anyway, I, I just think like accountability from that standpoint, it's just it's not there. It's like guys are not being told. This is unacceptable. We can't have this. We need to be better. And I just don't see that from a player standpoint. Maybe it is happening, but it's not producing on the field. I don't know. But it's just it's something that's just not it's not there present-wise from the players. And then the coaching staff putting them in, in spots not to succeed. I mean, so maybe they're just mutinying against this coaching staff, and that could be it. Like, they're just they're ready for a change. But it's, it's just a mess. I think you've got to find – you got to find a guy, either coach or player, that is going to change this mentality of losing because for whatever reason it's continuing to stick and we're just not – there's nothing bringing this team together saying we're not going to take this anymore. Like you had, you had that when Warren Sapp and Brooks were here. They said enough of this shit. We're going to get it together and we're going to win games because this is not acceptable. We don't like losing. And I just – I don't think that has happened yet. And, you know, going to into, like, the GM, Jason Light, who me and Mark have been big fans of and we have supported, and I think he's done a pretty good job. Granted, 2016 draft hasn't been there, hasn't had produced the results, but you look at some of the key players that he's brought in, and a Mike Evans, and you look at an Ali Marpet, a Donovan Smith, uh, you go back to last year's draft class, and O.J. Howard, who's going to be a stud. You look at Justin Evans, who is promising – uh, you have a Kendall Beckwith who we haven't seen yet, unfortunately. Hopefully, he comes back soon. Uh, you have a Chris Godwin who who's been a consistent stud. Like that guy's a good player, um, but it's just like I don't know. We just need someone to come in and say either if it's like a football president, we need someone to just bring a change because this it's just continued to happen. Whether it's whoever we hire as coach, it just continues to keep occurring. That's what I'm seeing. I mean, I. I'm going to keep saying it. I think it's not just the, a mutiny of the players. I think it's just they're running what they're being told to do. Because in my opinion, this is your job. Right. You have all week 
I'm at I'm at work all day, and then I, I get home at lunch or I get home after work, and then I look at plays and break down, oh, where I see weaknesses and matches and stuff. So if I see that in the little bit of time that I have, what do you think a player that has 24-7 for throughout a whole week or a coach mm-hmm. has all week, right. all offseason, all day, that's your time, right. to look at another team and, and break it down and see, okay, I see they're, they're weak here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should go here. Right. But we don't do that. No. That's why I'm like, okay, no, this team is just – we're going to focus only on us and our offense. Yeah. And we're going to be so good that we're going to beat this other team. It's so dumb of a mentality. That's how I view Cutter in this offense. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like – that's why we always come out flat. Right. As of now, because yeah. as I said the first, like a couple podcasts ago, when Fitzpatrick first came up – no one knew that he was going to be good. No right. one knew he was going to be able to throw the deep ball. But they knew our offense, but they didn't think Fitzpatrick was going to throw it. They thought right. he was going to do his, his Jets game where he just runs around or throws a quick pass or somehow lofts it and wins a game. No, right. he right. threw the ball in our offense. But now guess what? Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. And they're game planning for that. And that's why I can see like I can see the point of like keeping it Jason Light because he has brought in talent. But then again, like – no, I was going to yeah. add about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to just say, like, yeah, I I do too. I like Jason Light. Mm-hmm. He made his mistake with Roberto Aguayo. Yeah, he's not perfect. And in his mindset, he was getting the best kicker possible. Right. And a team that their kickers sucked. And it just didn't work. And it didn't work. And he had it bite the dust. He, he let him go a year, and then he kicked his shit to the damn side. Right. At least he may acknowledge his weakness or his, his flaw or his mistake, and he got right. rid of it. Right. It's not like he's with a girlfriend that he broke up with that got back together with her and stayed five more years and then said, oh, never mind. It's not going to work, but I'm 55 years old now, and I can't get married. <laughs> right. So it's – he – to me, he, he's he's getting talent. It's just not being developed by coaches. Yeah, I agree So So – O.J. Howard is a stud. Either way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Before he got drafted, he was a stud. He's drafted. He's here. He's already becoming a stud. Right. Imagine a, a coach that knows how to use him, mm-hmm. what he could be. And that's why that's why I question Jameis. It's like if you see Jameis in a, with a different coaching staff, and there's already rumors saying Bruce Aarons might be able to come back. Like if but he, I heard he wants to go to the Browns. I don't know why the hell he's I don't. Going. I don't buy that. I think that's just you know hearsay or whatever. I hope. You know, like if you get a Bruce Arians in here, I think he could completely develop Jameis into at least above average QB. You know, he developed Carson Palmer. You know, I say this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with this. Grab him a balls. <laughs> Bruce Arians comes in. Dirk Kurt Warner QB coach. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I would be. On, I'd be on cloud nine. That could happen. But it that's, ain't going to happen. Come on. Yeah, that's true. I'm, getting, I'm just spitballing. <laughs> I'm, I might be drunk. But anyway, you know, it's like that. I, I completely agree. Like you just get you got to find someone that is going to develop these players and leave them in the right spots. Put them in the position to succeed. And we just haven't seen that. So that's why I can't really question, you know, how good this talent is because we don't know. We don't know how good this team is because they continue to do stupid things or being asked to do stupid things and not being modernized with NFL time today. It's like you're playing in a game that is for 2002, and we're in 2018 right now. It's like about to go in 2019. Yeah, I mean, again, defending Jason Light, the 2017 draft last year was, if you look at it, OJ, stud. 
Um, Justin Evans, he has the potential to be really good. He's, he's the only one that's been actually making big plays that, or got an interception. He's the only guy that has an interception and a fumble for a touchdown. Right. So he has breakout possibilities. Mm-hmm. Even the coaching staff thought of it. Mm-hmm. Beckwith, who he played almost better than Quan did. Right. So, and let him get on the field to see what he can continue to do. And Godwin, those four players, mm-hmm. those are all four starters he drafted in one draft. Right. If Deshaun Jackson leaves, Chris Godwin turns into a number one, number two play caliber wide receiver. Right. No, I agree. So, I mean, t- t- stop giving him shit. It's how they're being used. Right. If you draft gold and it gets thrown into the damn shitter, you can't help it. Yeah. And I think, and the problem is, like, you can go into. I hate in- getting so mad, but it's true. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Um, but I think the, the problem is, like, fans, they'll, they'll go into, and you can go into every draft and say, oh, we should have drafted this player, we should have drafted that player. That happens in every draft. I mean, it's it's always twenty twenty. Like, oh yeah, you could say we should have drafted Kamara, but Kamara f- was passed by every team in this league. He was passed on, and he was drafted in the third round. And you know, it, it happens every year. Uh, same thing with Kareem Hunt or whoever. It's you know the Derwin James. It's like okay, yeah, we could have drafted him, but we didn't. You know, we drafted who we did. And it happens every year. Like, you can always say, oh, we should have done this, should have done that. We should have drafted Aaron Rodgers, you know, 2005. No, no. But it didn't happen. You know, it is it is what it is. Like, you know, draft, you know, guys are going to have the guys that they like, and that's who they're going to go off of. I mean, that's who they're going to take. Uh, it's the way the draft works. That's why it's not a science. It's so true. I mean, we see guys every year that we like. Mm-hmm. And, again, we've mentioned this in prior podcasts. We go huge into the draft. Mm-hmm. That's why we know a lot of these guys that are on teams because we go in depth into draft drafting guys that we like. Right. Right. So if a guy, there's a guy on a team that we in depthly looked into in college, mm-hmm. we know a lot about and we really like them. That's why we get scared when we face them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And a lot of these guys that we face, the the two running backs, Kamara and McCaffrey, both loved. Yeah. Kamara, I wanted bad. Yeah. Good and player. we didn't take them. No. McCaffrey, we we were huge on, yeah. and obviously look what he did with us. Mm-hmm. But we were not in the reach to get him. Right. Everyone wanted McCaffrey, I think. But yeah. still, they're just guys that once we know that name, it sticks to us. So once we see it against us, we know they're going to do good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's yeah, yeah, it's 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 not hit or miss for our GM, especially when they do their research. Mm-hmm. Jason Light does it. Yeah, he he knows his staff is great. I think they're great. I think he's getting – if he does get canned, it's because they just didn't produce on the field because of lack of development. Yeah, yeah. And people that want to knock Jason Light for that, don't knock him for that. Knock him for sticking with Cutter. Right, yeah. That's what I think. He didn't step, stick up and talk to the Glazers and say, listen, I'm drafting these guys. Mm-hmm. They're not being used correctly. Right, who I think is good, and they're just not being developed. I mean – then that's what it is. GMs are married to mm-hmm. the coach. Yeah. And sadly, that's what it's going to be coming down to. I, I really liked him. Call me a piece of shit because of the Roberto Aguayo move, but I'm, I'm sticking yeah. by my side on that one. He didn't pull Winston on me. Yeah. <laughs> He's still doing good moves in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else. Uh, did you want any, to get into anything like other? No, but. I want to say this. So I want to say thank you to the the podcast comments mm. on 
Apple Podcasts, that what you call it? iTunes. I, iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank the you reviews for all the are con- good. The thank you. Let, it, let us know that you like it, what things you like, what things you don't like, the turmoil that's going on during the season, but we're still getting mm-hmm. good feedback from y'all. Yeah. Thank you. We love it. Also, please let us know, like on Twitter, mm-hmm. message us if you're following us or whatever. Just let us know what else you would want to hear mm-hmm. or how we can interact better with you. Like, we need to start finding ways to ask you guys to send stuff in, yeah. to ask us questions, not just on Twitter, but like we need to actually do like voice memos and stuff like that yeah, for sure. to get more involved because it, it's not, we're just bullshitting back and forth. I want to interact with you guys because mm-hmm. we're, we're all a fan base. We all want to bullshit together. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like we're a Bucks family pretty mm-hmm. much because mm-hmm. I, once I see a person that knows Buccaneer football, I'm talking nonstop right. and I love it. Yeah. No, it's and that's fun. how it should be. And you want to be talking that way when you're tailgating. Yeah. Like, just having a big fan base and a big family. Yeah. Because it's it's a one day a week where you get to just yell your damn head off, get drunk, and have fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, it, it's nice to see the people on Twitter. We like we have new followers this week that have been talking about our podcast, which is cool. Um, so it's great that to know that people are listening to us, which is awesome. Uh, but we we respect your guys' opinions. So anything that you have or want to bring up or want to talk about, just let us know. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at Real Buckstock. Everything's at Real Buckstock. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, be sure to follow us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. Uh, be sure to give us comments, uh, like, subscribe, uh, share. But again, let us know what you think. Uh, give us questions on Twitter, whatever. Uh, it may be, and we'll talk about it. So with that being said, everybody have a great night. I'm going to have some more rum. I think Mark's going to have some more wine. but <laughs> Wine with vodka. There we go. All right. But anyway, we will be at Ray J on Sunday, and we can't wait. Hopefully we get a Bucks win. And everyone have a great weekend. And whoever listened to this, if you want to meet up with us with us at the game, hit us up. Yeah, hit us up us, on Twitter. Let, let us, us know you're at the game. Yeah, absolutely. We'll gladly want to... Shoot the shit with (laughs) y'all. Yeah. See y'all Sunday.